I have a little secret for you. You are meant to be here in this moment, right here and right now. (laughs) Welcome to the Taking Flight Podcast. I am Megan Holly, and I am your host, who is so excited and grateful that you're taking a little bit of time to just sit and be with yourself. Whether you've got this on in the background while you're working or you're snuggled up under a blanket, either way, I know that you're going to leave listening to this episode feeling really good, right? Feeling heard and a part of a community because that's what I'm all about here. So whether it's a solo episode where I'm just jamming out or there's a beautiful guest on the other end diving deeper with me into all kinds of topics from transitions in life to working through traumas and even helping ourselves and the people around us grow. No matter what the episode is, I promise you're going to leave feeling a little bit lighter and just knowing that you're not alone. In this world that we live in, we have to have people surrounding us that are like-minded and lift us up. So that is what the Taking Flight podcast is all about. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. And make sure that you are just simmering it in, taking it all in, and finding yourself grateful for getting into this moment and being one with it. Hello, hello, hello. Are you ready to dive into the depths of my mind? Because today is a, for better or for worse, right? Today is a solo episode and I am diving into some backstory to really open up kind of my thought process on defying gravity, defying the odds, figuring out the way to move somewhere or shift someplace that you never thought possible. And so if you're somebody who likes to kind of pick apart people's minds and the way they think, because I'm like that, I love understanding like, ooh, that is why they excel in this, or that is why they're so quirky, right? Like whatever it is, I think it's so interesting to really kind of pick apart the way people are in a, in a good way. When I say pick apart, I don't mean like picking apart. I mean, understanding what makes somebody tick, understanding kind of how they've navigated things, especially, especially if it's things that I'm like, wow, how did they do that? Where did they make these choices that made this come to life? And so today I'm going to kind of rewind time and I'm going to talk about a huge pivotal shift and change in my life that first and foremost was unexpected, but aren't so many things in life just that unexpected and not quite exactly how we planned it to be to start. Yes. Right. I would say, I don't know what the percentage is in every day, every life, but there is a lot of things being thrown to us at any given time that we're like, what and why is this happening? Right. What and why am I the one that gets to deal with this just lovely, I say, with all the sarcasm in my body, which is a lot. I love being sarcastic. This lovely, lovely thing. Why is this coming across my table? Why am I sitting down to chew on this. And so when I'm rewinding back, I'm rewinding to a time that was before I had a podcast. It was before I had a full-time business. It was during 
a space and place, as I always say, in my life that I thought, hey, I'm going to be here for a while. I am where I feel as though I can be and flourish and do all the things that I want to do. Now, that was not the truth. That was not my reality, but that's what I thought. That's what I felt. And that's why this conversation is a bit of a juicy one, because it's going to open up the gates of how I went through the grieving process and the emotions that came with an unexpected and certainly not in the beginning welcomed change. But what it's also going to do is hopefully open your eyes to ways that people think differently when they are challenged with adversity. And so this all starts back in 2018. I was in a place in my career where I really had thought I'd been there for about five years at this point, And I thought, geez, I'm going to just continue down this road. And it felt good to think that way. It felt comfortable, but there was a lot of things poking at me making me feel maybe not so confident in that statement, but I was kind of wearing a mask. I was feeling like, hey, this was what I wanted when I started this process and I started down this path, but things have changed and I feel a little bit different, but I'm a loyal, loyal human at that point, maybe to a fault. And I kept persevering and pushing through my everyday life at my current position and career. And so, right, I think we all get into those times in our lives that we're like, okay, this doesn't feel 100% great, but it is what it is. It's a season. But when seasons turn into a lifestyle, when seasons turn into the norm, that's when we have to really think about what's on the other side of it. And so what was happening early on in 2018 was a lot of life shifts in my personal life were happening. I had a loss of a loved one and a lot of anxiety bubbled up inside of me. So much so that that was a time when I went back to therapy. I've been in and out of therapy throughout my life and it serves its purpose for when it is needed. And this was a time when it came up and I said, I really can't go on feeling the way I'm feeling. The anxiety, the emotions, I could not control them. And I went back to therapy. So I thought, oh, good. Okay, I'm doing things for myself. I'm moving through the grief of the hardships that were happening in my family. And this should do the trick. I should feel good in no time. And disclaimer, I did feel better in a lot of the anxieties that were happening surrounding the loss of a loved one, surrounding fear of death that comes up a lot for us as humans when we experience it, right? And so it did just that. I felt a million times better in that regard. But what I noticed, what was still lingering was that hmm, I'm really feeling bogged down by so much. I had a lot more tearful moments from January of that year throughout the summer and into the fall than I probably ever should have that were related to my everyday work related to my job and the interactions and the people in which I worked with and all of that. And let me remind you that I loved what I did. I loved what the the people that I worked with. I enjoyed so many things about what I was doing, but there was a lot that was out of my control. (laughs) Isn't that interesting, right? The hardships came from what was out of my control. 
And I'm not just going to jump ship. I didn't just sh jump ship because something felt heavy and hard. But what I realized was a lot of it wasn't going to change. I was going to keep coming up against hills in which I didn't have much say in how they were navigated, right? And that's okay. There are things in our lives, there are lessons all of the time that aren't in our control, that we take the lesson from, we move through it, and we move on. But at the time, I was not really taking the lesson, right? I think I was just still trying to persevere, be my best self, do my best work, grow all the things that I wanted to grow within the work that I did and in the program in which I worked with and for. And I wanted to see only the good within it. But the reality was there was not only good. There was hardships that were not serving me or really a lot of people at that time that weren't going to go away. So what was happening at that time was that I was just in denial, right? How many times are we in denial of something in our lives? We're going, yeah, this isn't the best, but it is what it is. Or those kind of age old things of life's just hard. Life's not fair. Things aren't perfect. Kind of replay in our heads. And yeah, nothing is perfect. Not everything in life is fair. Most things aren't, right? They just aren't. But the differentiation is when it's no longer serving you and maybe it is just tearing you down and you're not even able to find the good in it anymore, they have to make a change. But we just keep on persevering. And that's exactly what I did. For months and months and months, I felt, oh my gosh, this is changing who I am. This is changing my personality, but I'm going to continue on. But then one day that all changed for me, for me. It changed for me. And what had happened was September of that year, so in 2018, I was called into a meeting for the next day. I was at home and had a message, hey, can we pop a meeting into, or maybe it was a few days before. I don't really recollect. It's been a while. But it was, at some point, I knew I was going into a meeting on the next day, which was a Friday. And I said, sure, yep, I'll be there. And the night before this meeting, I just downright, this is where I should have started realizing how intuitive I was. I just knew I'm going into that meeting and I'm walking out without being having a job, without being a part of this anymore. How I knew, I had no idea because I had no real reason to understand or know why that would be the case. So to put it in perspective, it was just this guttural feeling of, well, something's about to shift for me. And that whole entire night, and I should ask my husband if he remembers this, actually. That whole entire night, I was blasting, blasting one of my favorite songs. It's one of my, like, theme songs, if you will, from the musical Wicked. So if I have any musical fans out there and you love that show, you'll know what I'm talking about. If you don't, you should give it a listen. Of course, if you're not a musical person or you don't like this type of music, it might not resonate with you the same. But hey. So I was blasting Defy Gravity from the show Wicked. And if I could do it without having licensing issues, I would pop a little piece in this podcast. But I can't. So I'm going to say a few words of the lyrics because it's so interesting 
to me, when I look back at all of it, how it all came together for and alongside me without me even knowing, I really had no idea, right? Like I knew deep down that there was a shift, but I didn't really know where it was going. I had freaking no idea what was going to come next. But listen to these lyrics. I'm through accepting limits because someone says they're so. Some things I cannot change, but till I try, I'll never know. And there's so many other powerful moments and just lyrics in there, but I am just going to leave it at that. But think about that. What did I say before? That there was things out of my control that I could not shift, but I knew could be better, not for myself, but for the people that I served, the people that I served. I couldn't do much about it because, right, there's hierarchies in places and, and businesses and organizations. And I couldn't do, I could only do so much. I had shifted a lot of things, but I couldn't do much more. There were things up against me that I had to just accept, but I was through accepting limits because someone says they're so, some things I cannot change, but until I try, I'll never know. And so I was belting this song out. I was, I remember, we still have this ottoman in our basement living area. I was standing on the ottoman. I was singing at the top of my lungs, which nobody should be subjected to. (laughs) It's not good. I do not have a great voice, but that's neither here nor there. I was belting it out and just doing the thing, doing the most. I was feeling the so much writhing through me, like so many energies and good and heavy and ring and all of it. And then I went to bed that night, woke up, went to the meeting and sure enough, my suspicion, my intuition, my gut instinct was sitting there listening to the thought that I was no longer going to have that employment. I cried right in the meeting because it meant so much to me. Everything that I did in those five years or however many, yeah, five years, (laughs) all of the things that I worked for before that in my education and my career leading up to it, all the creativity, all of the energy, all of the sleepless nights, all of the tears were just like, what, what? is the next thing for me. I just knew it was okay. But at the same time, I was so feeling the human side of it. So feeling the human side of it that I could not even fathom what the next thing looked like. So in the meeting, I'm feeling all the emotions. I accept the fact that that is what is happening. I move into the next stage, which is the next few days, right? Of feeling hard feelings, feeling confused, grieving so much. I was grieving probably more than anything at the time because I had worked with so many amazing people and families and dancers and all the things that I truly cherish. And spoiler alert, I'm so lucky to have so many, so, 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 so many of those people still in my lives. Thank goodness. Because I, at that point, had had an extension of my family. And I still do, but it didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know if that would be the case, right? When things change, we all shift and things, right? Adapt and move in different directions. So I wasn't sure about that. So the saddest part for me was losing kind of an entire family, if you will, losing my identity that had become very, right? We should have ourselves separate from what we do in life, but there are still parts of us that become very entwined with what we do. It's just 
part of kind of the nature of it. And I was, I was super entwined. And so the next little bit was grieving and all this stuff. And then guess what started happening after maybe four or five days, I was in panic mode. So all that work way early on in that year of therapy and moving through and getting my anxiety in check and getting my panic attacks and all of that in check was starting to swell back up in me. And I'm like, okay, what do I have to do? What do I have to remember to keep this at bay? I cannot do this again. I cannot be here. It's kind of, I'm feeling it right now as I speak. So I was like, well, the one thing I can do and the one thing sort of in my control, sort of, is I can go look for what's out there. Okay. And click, 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 click. I was jumping on Indeed, looking for the next thing. What is it? What's going to fill me up? What's going to keep me having an income, right? That was an important part, right? Life is not all about money, but when we are faced with the idea that we don't know where our next dollar is coming from, you are furiously trying to figure out what that's going to look like. Now, granted, my husband had a job and obviously had income coming in, but We were not in a place for me to not have an income for long. So I was just diving into it. I jumped into it. I'm looking for preschool type positions because I taught preschool for many years. I'm looking for stuff in the dance industry because of my long lineage of teaching and directing and all the things. And so I'm looking for pretty much anything and everything in the surrounding areas that could potentially be a match for me. And through it, I just felt so disconnected. I felt disconnected, but I was like, I have to do this. I have no choice. I have to do this. And guess what happened? Mm. My husband who, my husband who is out of the two of us, the one that really likes to know what's coming next. Like I like routine and I like to know what's expected and all of that, but I'm a little bit more like willing to see what's like, what's, what's out there? What's going on? Right. He, especially at that time was not that person. He wants to know what's going on. He wants to like everything needed to be in its own little order. So he of all people stopped and said, yo, honestly, he may have really said, yo, I don't know, because that's just how we are and who we are. He said, yo, can we just take it down a notch for a second? I think you need to take a little more time to figure out what this is going to look like. You need to figure out really where you want to go. Yes, you have this long resume and education and strength and, and all this in these areas that you're just trying to throw yourself back into. But does that really make sense for you right now? Is that really where you want to go? Is there something that you want to think about before you really dive into anything? To make a long story short, I thought, I don't know what that means. I mean, I do know what that means, but I don't really know what that means at the core of it. And, but I'll figure it out. And what came to mind was this. I don't want to have the constraints of knowing that there's so many good things that could come out of ideation and collaboration and ideas and all the things that could come to life, but be stuck in the mud because of systems that are in place. That was the first thing. I want to have more freedom to impact the people in which I work with. That was really a weird thing for me because I like felt the frustrations of having, you know, guidelines and and things and hierarchies in place from being in the workspace for well over two decades at that point, but I didn't really understand how much it felt stifling. 
The second thing was I really wanted to make sure that what whatever I went into, I could still have my creativity. I had it where I was. Obviously, being in the dance world, I had a lot of it, but it was kind of convoluted with a lot of other parts, right? Which is okay because everything that we do in life is going to have all the sides of it. But that was the other thing to really consider for me, like really, really highly consider. And so I did that for a while. And what had happened then was I shifted into thinking, okay, you know what? Before these five years of really sinking and being in this career or part of my career, I should say, in this world, I was doing my photography. So I thought, well, okay, do I want to revisit that? How does that look? What does that look like? for me because many a years before that I was doing it kind of part-time on the side as I taught preschool and it was wonderful but I was like but like whole time like oh my how will I manage that that seems really lofty of a goal but then the dreamer side of me was like oh heck yeah that's great we're gonna do something with that so that happy balance at the time in 2018, which sounds insane right now, as I'm speaking about this, this is October of 2022. And it is, if we were in 2018 right now, it would be mere days, mere days after my life changed in this conversation that I'm talking about, like legitimately were about eight, nine days. I can't remember the exact date, but it was like the last one or two days of September. So we are, we'll be fresh in this. I digress. But what is really wild to me is that we landed on this. I am going to take some time to build what it is that I feel may be in the right direction. And then the happy balance that kind of kept all of us feeling like a little safety net was I found a place to teach a handful of hours a week. So I did that and was helping coordinate costuming and all of that stuff. So I had you know, X amount of hours and, you know, pay that I knew no matter what, no matter what, as I built this new life, literally, I had that coming in, but it didn't stop me from resting because it wasn't definitely anywhere near what I needed to have in. And I say need in a way of like what we had already committed to ourselves in our lives from mortgages and the things and all the stuff that comes with life. It wasn't going to cut it, right? It wasn't going to cut the mustard to keep up with that. And so it was a beautiful marriage of saying, okay, I have something to help me feel at least not so desperate because nothing good comes out of scarcity and desperation. Nothing good comes out of scarcity and desperation. With that little safety net that I didn't want to have forever and ever, I started trucking along. I started saying, gosh, I'm still so mad. I'm still so upset and sad and grieving and all the things about where I'm at right now. Like it feels kind of exciting and good to be able to kind of think, what do I really want out of life? How am I going to build this? But I'm still so bogged down by so many thoughts and feelings and all that comes with shifts, especially when they're not at all what you thought was going to be happening. But Because of that, I was able to take and fuel, fuel the thoughts that propelled me to make the choices that got me to where I am today. Now, this many years later, I use that kind of uncomfortable feeling to fuel me and saying, I don't want to feel this way. 
I don't ever want to feel this way ever again. Now that's not realistic because uncomfortable times, shifts, changes, unexpectedness is always going to rear its head in your life. But I knew that I wanted to be able to build something that could have at least a little less likelihood that that would be happening, at least in the degree that it did just mere days and weeks before, right? So along came Little Miss Dreamer brain over here. And I thought, okay, we're going to build a full-time business. How the heck am I going to do this? I have no idea, but I'm just going to start somewhere. And the message in this part of the story is that you don't ever know exactly the right answers to anything that you're embarking about in life. You could read all the books in the world on how to start a business, on how to have a baby, on how to build that Lego set, but there's still things. <laughs> like I would throw that like weird willy-nilly one in there, but there's still like reality that comes in that never ever is covered in the booklet, the pamphlet, in the anything real life still happens. And so I just thought, hey, here we go. Remember that. Here we go. We're doing it. We're doing it. So many times I have clients who are like, "Ah," you know, like that's the noise that I envision coming out of them, even if it's not physically coming out of them, but they're like, oh my gosh, what are we about to do? Why am I shifting into adding this in or taking this out or, you know, showing up in a new way. And it's like that, like that feeling of no, 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 no. What? This is unknown. It's all unknown. You didn't know how to walk. You didn't come out of (laughs) or into this world. I should say just being like, yup, got this. Going to go walk a couple miles down the road with my little tiny baby legs. You You didn't. And what did you do? You kept falling, you bumped your head, you got a couple little bruises or scratches, but you kept doing it. Instinctually, you just knew, okay, this is okay. This is safe. I am okay at the core of being okay. Feels a little bit weird. I feel a little unstable, but I am okay. If you really think about that with being a preschool teacher and having my nieces and nephews when they were babies and the younger ones seen some pretty nasty moments of like, oh, why would you want to get up and try that again? Seen it, right? We all have, we all have, but they do. We all do. What if that wasn't the case? What would we be? What would we be? I don't even know how to articulate that. What would we be if we weren't able to do that? So if you remember that at the core of it, we've gotten through so many things. We don't know how to walk into school the first time. People can try to prep you. People can tell you what to expect, but it's stinking scary. You did it time and time again, year after year. And there might've been some anxieties and some fears and some unknowns, but you did it for better, or for worse, right? Even if you had a great time at school or you were somebody who was like me, or I felt a little uncomfortable most of my career in school until probably college. And even then there were some anxieties. Or you freaking loved everything about it. And you're like, I love it here. You still had unknowns and things. But all this to say, I digress somewhat. All this to say that you just kept doing what you needed to do. And you learned a lot about yourself. And you understood things differently as you went. And you might look back now at like how parts of your personality came to life throughout all of it. It's no different here in our adult life 
or if anybody is, you know, college age, things like that, our young adult lives listening, it's no different than that being a child trying to learn all the things, trying to learn how to ride the bike, trying to learn how to walk with your cute little baby legs. Okay. (laughs) It's no different. It's truly the same mentality, but it's really just important to say that we can get through this. Let's go, right? Let's do this. If you can't muster it up within you, then how can you put people in your your corner to help you to do that? To help you walk to the edge, the ledge, and just, oh, here we go. Oh, I just got like, I just got such a, like a surge of butterflies go through me when I thought about the, like the edge, the ledge. And I'm going to talk about something really quick in a minute, but I want to wrap up this thought first. As the story goes, or as my life unfolded, I started building a business. I didn't know what the heck I was doing. Swear to you. I still have lots of things that I'm like, what am I doing? But here I am, right? I just kept doing the best I could. Got people in my corner to ask the questions. How do I set up an LLC? I have no idea. Okay, who could help me? How can I Google this? All the things, right? Uh, What do I do for taxes? Uh, Like, how do I expand and price myself? Oof, like all the things. And this translate this to anything in life, not just building a business, but translate this to anything in life that you are considering shifting, changing, uprooting, or if you have recently or in the past, and maybe you're still working through it, went through things that you weren't ready for change. How can you now bring it down to a level where you can kind of move through it? You can understand it in a new, fresh eye, right? Because then you can really learn what to do better next time or what to do better now. Oh, I got passionate. I almost couldn't say that. It's okay to not know all the answers. It's all right to feel like the floor is lava underneath you and just keep running in hopes that you keep finding the biggest boulders to jump from. It is okay. Because if you really look at life, lots of things are that, but we don't perceive all of it to be that way unless it's something that is just enough outside of the comfort zone that we're like, hmm. What do I do now? What the heck? So I tell this story about my shift and my scaries to hopefully help you embark upon looking back on things that maybe you haven't really settled in your life that have happened, whether it's losing a job, losing a friend, having to move to a whole new town, The list is endless on what you could still be holding down in like a grudge-like way. Where can you find the lesson in it? Where can you find it? My lesson is that I am in the exact path that I was supposed to be on. And all those months that I was holding on and trying my hardest to just stay loyal, stay excited, stay creative in what I did, stay connected, was not for nothing because I think I learned or I know I learned a lot and I had some work to still be done. But the universe finally said, flick, like I was a little tiny ant, flick me off into the universe. Well, a new universe. Girl, you might be learning some lessons now, but we just want you to see what's on the other side of it. Check it out. Check it out. You're going to become totally a refreshed human eventually. 
after the darkness is the light. And I am so gosh darn thankful for the human that I have started to become in the last five years, especially in the last year. I I don't know that I'd be doing that if I was still there or if I would have went down a different path that was a little bit more like that, like that there, right? Quote unquote, that there. I don't, I truly believe I wouldn't be. So the universe was like, hello, we're going to move you over here. And you're going to feel like you're sinking to the bottom of the ocean. But, you know, theoretically, we're going to give you the Red Bull and your wings are going to fly and you're going to go. Side note, Red Bull is so disgusting to me. (laughs) And any energy drink like that, but a little bit. But anyways, not knocking it if you like it. I'm just saying. I just taste just anyways. I took the time to start to reinvent myself, to start rebuilding the way I looked at life, the way I looked at ambition, the way I looked at success. And now it looks so much different. Now it looks like, hey, I'm kind of open to where this goes. And it's shifted. If you followed me, if you personally know me, if you have any little inkling of where I've come from, from that time till now, even in this huge onslaught of change, I have shifted way more times and adjusted my sales a lot differently than I ever thought I would. Because even in that turmoil, what I thought I was building changed. It just changed. And different gifts within myself and talents and things like that came out. And I 100,000% do not believe that that would have happened if I would have stayed stuck or if I would have stayed pushing through because I was a loyal human. Oh me, oh my. Think about what we could be missing on the other side of staying safe. And when I say staying safe, I don't mean like literally like, you know, life or death situations. I mean, kind of going like, oh, what's over there? Checking out some other options, giving some time and energy to other ways of being in our lives, in our relationships, in our work, in whatever it is that we feel there may be another side or opening within. When I got that little rise up of the butterflies, when I said, taking your hand, finding somebody to help take you and your hand to the edge, to the ledge, it knocked me back to another situation in which I don't think I ever would have been 100% (laughs) would not have been capable of doing if I wouldn't have taken this less chartered path. Earlier this year in 2022, I got the chance to go to Costa Rica with a small group of amazing humans. Only one of them I knew going on it. The rest became amazing people that I now have in my life. But when I went on it, it was because I was doing the photography for it. But I also got to experience alongside the retreat. And so I was, you know, getting so many nuggets of information. But the biggest thing I got out of it was zip lining. And you might be like, okay, what? What does that even mean? I am somebody who likes to stay safe. I like to analyze. I like to go, okay, especially when it's like bodily safeness. I am, I remember myself as a child being at a friend's house. And if this friend is listening, I hope this gives them a giggle. (laughs) Being at a friend's house and that friend and another one, we were doing a sleepover and we made like a little obstacle course, like going over fences. I'm laughing just thinking about this, going over fences and like, you know, swinging on the swing. And then you had to like, you know, do a somersault. And then at the end or at some point in it, I don't know if it was at the end, 
we had to jump off of her like wooden clubhouse thing, playhouse, whatever you want to call it. I could not bring it in myself to jump off of it. It was probably five feet in the air. So that's just to give you a little perspective of how like sacred I keep like my body safety in check. So when I knew that I was going to be going zip lining on this retreat, you better bet your bottom dollar that I lost some sleep, that I let my brain be occupied with the, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this with the anxiety of what it was going to feel like with the, all the things. I mean, truly and seriously, if you're somebody who's been ziplining, you're like, it's not that big of a deal. We're not the same like wired people when it comes to that. If you're somebody who's like in the middle, like it sounds scary, but I would definitely do it. We're more that people, but I'm really the people that are like, heck no, I would never do it. Are you nuts? That's like truly who I was, but I'm not that person now. I would go do it again tomorrow. Right. But how did I get there? By shifting myself up, moving to the edge and just doing it. I could have easily backed out. At one point, I really thought I was going to back out because I was losing so much sleep over it. I was really anxious. Um, I really didn't talk about it much. I might have spoke about it with my husband a little bit, saying that I was nervous and all that, but I really didn't make much of a to-do over it. I just kind of was like internalizing the, the anxiety about it and just like, okay, when I get there, I will figure out like how to get out of it or I'll do what I need to do. Well, the day of the zip lining excursion comes and I'm like, oh, oh, thankfully. And I do believe this is all masterfully just put into life for reasons. These people, these experiences, these things, right? Another person on the retreat was like really, really, really stressed about it as well. And so something inside of me just decided, okay, like, remember, like she's a mirror of me and I'm mirroring to her. Like we're both like, seeing ourselves in each other. And for me, at least, it was comforting in a way to know that somebody was like outwardly as distraught over this possibility of an experience. I say possibility because at any time we could have not done it. And so I tell the story because actually this was not even anywhere in the notes for me to talk about, but it, this is what I'm talking about. It's just meant to come out in this particular thing. It's the same thing. It's the same thing as being flung into something new, having something ripped out from underneath you, and then just going like, well, here I go. Literally and figuratively, it was, well, here I go. And so once I saw that myself in this other person, I was able to kind of go out of my own body, which is scary in itself, go out of my own mind and say, we are one now. I can do this. There is no going back. I'm going to help them through it, which I think the teacher and the the motivator inside of me came out within it without me even knowing it. And as we got closer, we had our our harnesses and our uh, helmets and all these things on and we're walking towards the first platform and it I hadn't even seen exactly what the platform looked like or what we were about to zip line over. Side note, it wasn't just a one and done. You didn't just go across and you were done. There was nine jumps, nine dang jumps. And I will put a video up on my social media. I think it's on something already, but I'll see. I'll put it up there if you want to see one of them. It was the Tarzan where you didn't zip down like a line. It was like you were on a, think about Tarzan. You were on a rope and just swinging over a large, rocky, very deep canyon. But anyways, 
as we're getting closer, as we're walking up, this person who's beautiful and amazing, I love them so much. Such a beautiful human. I'm so happy that we're in each other's lives now. Was considering highly backing out. I could see it in her eyes. I could see it in her body. And for some reason at that point, backing out was not an, like, it just wasn't an option. It wasn't even in the back of my mind. I was like, well, I feel like I'm going to like do all the things. I'm going to throw up. I'm going to like pee my pants. I'm going to like, I don't know. I'm just going to fall over. I felt all of it, but there was like this thing inside of me that was like, you are doing it. And not in like a mean way, but it was just like, you're doing it. It was just a strong one. Like you are doing this. You are okay. You are safe. You are grounded, even though you're going to be in the air nine times over canyons and kind of without control. And when I say kind, I mean, you're not. Once you're clipped on there, it's like, well, here we go. I looked her in the eyes. I said, you can do this. We're doing this together. We're we're both so scared. We can do this, right? And I don't know the exact words I said because I was freaking nervous and I was shaking. But I said something like that. Like, you can do this. You can do this. You can do this. And as I was speaking to her, I was speaking to myself, right? Because sometimes we look for outward people to give us the message we need. But so many times... We have it already within us. So find those messages in others if you need to. But know that a lot of times it's already within you. So take a lesson there as well. So what happens is we both do it. We get up this crazy wooden spiral staircase. We get to the first one. And I'm the first one out of the group of like whatever it is, five or six of us. And I'm like, what? Me? Like I'm the first person like to go. So there's our group and then there's a huge line of people behind us. Firmly, firmly believe that we were at the head of this very long line, because if we weren't, there may have been more of a chance that we would have backed out more time to think about it before we were on the platform, which would be a lot easier to walk away from, right? All the things. And so I do firmly believe that there was this person that was getting us ready with our gear that said, here's a tip. When the people are doing the little demonstration before you start going to the platforms, put like, make sure that you're to the very front because then you'll be in the beginning and just go quicker, be the first to go. And I was like, somebody was just sent down into you to tell us that message. I know it. Whatever you believe in, that's what I believe happened right then. And we did everything we could, shift, 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 like sliding ourselves over into that area that he told us to go into. And we were the first people to go. We were the first five or six people to go. And that helped so much. So lesson in that is think of ways that you can make the situation, the hardship, the whatever, easier for yourself and the people around you. Find those ways. And that was one of them, right? It was a little bit of a divine intervention, but it was exactly what we needed and it made it easier. And so I get up there. He's like, hold the thing, jump up. You know, I'm pulling my body weight, which listen, I couldn't do a single freaking pull up in high school to, to freaking save anybody. (laughs) So I'm sorry if that would ever have to come down to it. Like having to save somebody over pull-ups, I might be able to muster it out if if it was really that detrimental, but I am like, okay, my arms are shaking. My hands are shaking. I pull myself up. He's like, keep your, you know, whatever. He's telling me how to keep my body and all the things. And then he's like, okay, he turns me and then he just lets go, you know, because I'm clipped in clearly. He knows what he's doing. I don't know what I'm doing, but he does Thank goodness. And I just start it's kind of the sound it sounds like (laughs) zipping over a canyon without even seeing what it looked like mind you I didn't even have like a prototype or a one person that went ahead of me 
Not one. I'm actually just realizing this right now. I didn't have one person to go, oh, okay, it goes that fast or, oh, it's kind of slow or, oh, like it like dips down when you like, when your body weight goes, nothing, not a single thing. I've clearly like seen it like in the world, essentially, like I've seen kind of what it looks like, but Hey, that doesn't matter when you're in those anxious moments, like all rational thoughts go out. And here I am zipping down this line and I'm like, Oh, like, and then I realize that, okay, it's like, it's scary and I'm shaking and I don't even know if I'm breathing right now. I think I was holding my breath for the first one, but I made it. And then I get onto the platform, they grab me and I go down and then you have to wait for a few people before you go. And then I go to the next one. And each of them brings something else to the table, just like life. They may have branches that are a little bit closer. Nothing was like super close, but you know what I mean? Just different, you know, ways the trees were interacting in the world. Um, or there was uh, one of them you went and then it, like it made you go back again. And then you came back and it was like, you were on this line for way longer than any of the other ones. Um, then they were taking your picture at one point, which it's like, um, hi, what am I doing? Hello. <laughs> um, all of it brought something new or different to the table. One you had to do like, it was like a slide in the side of the canyon that you slid down and then whoop, like went on to the thing. And it was like, oh, talk about letting, I just got my arms feel so so shaky right now thinking about that one. That one was really pushed my limits. You were on it. You were clipped in before you went to the slide, obviously. It's all like professional place and safe. But you were clipped in and then it's like, they're like, just sit down and, and slide down. And then it'll, you'll, you know, your weight will propel you onto the line. And I'm like, but all you think you're going to do is just go into the canyon. Like, you're just like, this isn't going to work. And I'm going to slide into the canyon and I'm going to be on the news. Like, it's going to happen. So it took me a couple extra seconds to go on to that one. I was like, uh, you've left me in control of my body. And now I'm, <laughs> and now I'm not able to do it. But then I was, but then I was just like we all are in life. When we have health problems that come up or whatever it is, we can bring ourselves back to homeostasis, right? And say, okay, I am so stinking nervous about this, but I can come back down to a place that serves me the best possible. Even when I'm going through the hard, even when we feel as though we don't have control, we at least have control over the thoughts and the things that we can manipulate to help us help ourselves. And so never forget that when you're going through something that's kind of seemingly out of your control, there's still the things that you can find that you can still be a part of, whether it's shifting things in your life or maybe your diet or exercising, or whatever, if it's something in your health realm, or if it's, you know, having hardships in your career, you can change certain parts of it. You can start to look for different options. You can have conversations, right? There's all the things. You can educate yourself differently. So remember that at the end of the day, it's not this illusion, right? It's not this illusion that there's not control. There are things that we don't have control of, but there's so many more things that we do. And so never forget that in the pitfalls of life, there is always the rope that can pull us up somewhere, somewhere to some level on something that's going to say, hey, okay, I'm all right. I got this. Going back to my song, there is a line that says too late for second guessing, too late to go back to sleep. It's time to trust my instincts 
close my eyes and leap, which I'm like literally laughing slash have tears in my eyes right now because I truly, truly did not come on here to talk about the zip lining thing, but it just tied in and came up naturally in my mind. And then I look over because I have the lyrics up from the first part that I did know that I was going to talk about and read to you. I'm like, what? I closed my eyes and I leaped. I leapt. Well, you know, however you say it. And if we gave ourselves enough trust, oh, if we gave ourselves enough trust, we would do that a lot more often. And I tell you what, my theory, if we did that, is that we would have a heck of a lot more people living in alignment, having more freedom of time and energy, living more intently with the people that they love when they're in the moment with their people they're in it more because they just close their eyes and leap and allow things to be the best for them not what's good for society not what's good for the neighbor down the road but truly closing their eyes leaping and letting it be if i didn't let it be in 2018 and I would have kept hunkering down on my keyboard, staring at the screen, looking at Indeed, figuring out what's the next thing I'm going to do. If I didn't just allow the simple conversations that I had with my husband be something that resonated loud enough for me to say, nope, okay, I'm going to close my eyes. I'm going to leap. I'm going to try this. What is the worst that can happen? The worst that could happen for me in that scenario was that I would go eventually find a job in teaching preschool or dance or some realm of that. There's endless things. Nobody could take away my experience, my resume, my education from me. So even if it was three years down the line and I tried my darndest at building a business and I failed, I had other options. There's always other options. Today, I was at a meeting and the speaker, tears all over the room, spoke about being in some pretty not good situations as a teenager, multiple layers of not good happening. And she felt like she had no way out until one, 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 one person said, but you can, but you can have an option. She was a teenager who had seemingly nowhere else to go, nobody to help her, bad things going on. And that one person reminded her that she, there's options. It might not be your favorite choice right now, but there's an option. And she she did. She took that option and it was a bold one. It's not my story to tell, it's hers. So I'll keep it vague. But this option was not ideal. But it is exactly what saved her life, moved her in the right direction. And now she is a beautiful, flourishing adult woman. But if she didn't close her eyes and just say, okay, I'm accepting this as the leap that I need to take, where would she be? Where would we be? Where would you be if you didn't allow yourself to dream a little bit? If you didn't allow yourself to see the other side of scary? If you only looked at the canyon, which if you ever go ziplining, I wouldn't say unless you're the thrill seeker person to look down. Because then you may not go forward. But what can you do to look ahead? Abound your energy towards 
the thing in front of you, not the thing behind you, not the thing underneath you, definitely not the thing way, 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 way below you. What can you do? How can you do that more in life? Somebody said to me once, gosh, how do you have the gusto to just try the new thing, do the thing, dye your hair purple, which I that is like so bold for some people. But for me, it isn't anymore. To push the boundaries, to say the things, to start the podcast, to do the da-da-da. I don't know. A real life deep breath. Meaning, I don't know. I listen to myself. We all have gut instincts. We all have the superpower to understand ourselves better. It's if we're willing to listen. And in the last five years, in the beginning, unknowing to myself, I was going to start doing that. And now it's the daily practice of checking in and listening. And if it's not daily, sometimes I lose things in the shuffle of the hectic parts of life, the hard parts of life, and forget to tune in. But when I do finally go, oh, wait, it's been a while. I feel a little bit off. I feel like I'm doing not the right things or I'm, you know, feeling resentful or whatever hardships come from not listening to yourself. I stop and I listen. What really is going to serve me, which then in turn serves my people, meaning my family, my friends, my clients, my community, all of it better. Am I perfect at any of it? (laughs) No. I struggle all the time thinking, do I have enough balance? Am I really doing the right things? All the things. But what I do know is that I'm listening to myself as best possible and I'm always trying my best. And so can we all do that? If you are looking at somebody in your life that you're like, how? How do they do it all? Why are they doing this? How can I get to the other side of this mountain? Take a step back and analyze. First and foremost, here's my first question. Ask if they are actually happy. Are they doing the most because they're trying to hide something? They're masking something. So it's like it's met with doing busy, busy, busy work instead of intentional productive work. If the answer to that is yes, then that is definitely a false sense of being grounded and being in alignment. So be careful with that. But if the answer is no, they're really balanced. They really, truly have a good idea of how much time they need with their family. They have some downtime, but they're still growing and changing in X, Y, and Z ways. Then take a little look at what they're doing. Are they being a little bit more bold in their choices? Are they having more conversations? Are they being okay with their life in a way that makes them feel confident in what they're doing and what they're choosing to do. And if that's the case, then take a look. See how you can emulate that. See how you can use that as inspiration because your choices still won't create the same exact thing as theirs do. Work to use it as inspiration, just like a Pinterest board for the party that you're planning, right? If you don't feel like you have anybody that you really feel called to emulating, see if you can stretch out your boundaries. See if there's other people that you can reach out to. Is there somebody that maybe you've been wanting to kind of say, hey, I think we should go grab coffee. Go do it. Maybe that's the exact person. The reason why you've been having the itch to do that is because they are the person that's going to give you the roadmap. 
like my person that was on the retreat that I truly think that we were put there to do that. And let me tell you, at the end of it, we both were so, so stinking proud of ourselves for doing it. We were like, we did it. We did it. We did it. We hugged and we like, wow, we did it. Shaking fingers and like every muscles of our bodies feeling fatigued. We did it. So who and what can you listen to to find the people then? Who and what and how can you find the people? They're out there. If they're not already in your arsenal, which for a lot of people, it probably is. But if they're not, or you don't think they are, how do you find it? And so I leave you with this. Together, we are super, super powerful. But don't ever forget the power that you have within yourself. When you start to understand and realize what it is you have within you, then the together part can come to life even better because you hold hands, you go to the edge and you continue to build something with the people that you love, with the people in your space, in your community, because it starts shifting them and changing them, not just you. And that's the thing that I think is the most beautiful is when you start to see the people that you love or come to love over time throughout this process, shifting too. Don't bring it to the point where you're staying selfish and staying small because you might be doing the service for those people as well. But you take them all out, take their shifts and their goodness out, and you still deserve to find the power to defy gravity, going back to my song, to defy gravity, to close your eyes, to leap. Don't second guess yourself because that really Here's one more line from the song. Comes at much too high a cost. Life is freaking fleeting, you guys. It's fleeting. And it comes at much too high a cost if we allow ourselves to just play on a little league team and not move ourselves through the next level. Get to that MLB. Get there, baby. And if you don't like baseball, I mean, I'm not a huge baseball fan, but it just came to mind as I, the idea of growing and changing right? We all have it within us. So thank you so much for being here. If this resonated with you, I would greatly appreciate if you can share it with other people that you know and love, put it in your story so people can say, hey, I want to jump in and get this little bit of inspiration in my day. Whatever it is, I appreciate everybody out there listening and being a part of my community. If you have not yet, please take a moment. It takes just a couple of seconds to do a rating on Spotify, on Apple, on all those things, or leave a review. That really helps to get this message out to more people. And we build this community of people doing amazing things. And oh, just, oh. and if you ever need anything, from me. If you ever just want to connect, you always can reach out to me, come jump on and say hello, send me a note on social media, whatever it is. I am always here, right? In this big, crazy world, there's so many of us, but we have so many ways to stay connected. And I want to be that safe space for people who need it. So if you feel that I can be a safe space for you, I am here. And just thank you so much for being here and giving yourself a little slice of time that helps invest in your amazingness, in your soul and the work that you are doing.